Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 53 of Below the Belt. Um, we're back. Um, joined once again by Flav from The Fighting Cock. How are you, sir? I'm very well, mate. Actually, my, my missus just made one of the hottest curries I've ever eaten. And uh, <laughs> my nose is running. So if you hear me sniffling, it's, um, I'm really sorry because it's horrible to hear. But yeah, it was insane. So, um, yeah, What's kind of your level? What's your level of curry? I, I, no, I can, do, like, I can do what's hot. What's like too hot for you? Um, I, I mean, right. I, I don't go mental when I'm in a curry house. I'm not like one of these alpha males who have to eat the hottest curry because that's like, you know, borderline pathetic. Um, but, yeah. you know, like, I like a, a, a Jalfrezi. That could be like okay. you know, a medium to hot. I, I can do, you know, happily. Um, but I, I don't know what how much curry, curry paste you put in that. We bought some, oh, if you want to get into it, we bought some curry paste. Yes, have it from the Christmas market and it warned that it was hot right. in there and she just dumped a load in there but we didn't realise how hot Fuck. it was very nice but yeah it's just excuse the sniffing if, if, if you hear any yeah absolutely fine I'm not very adventurous when it comes to curry at all I like a passando and, and I don't like change um, <laughs> so you have the same thing every time put some hot put, put some hot wings in front pretty much yeah yeah I'll, I'll have hot wings i'm getting more adventurous with other kinds of food in terms of spice but curry i like my passando it's like my favorite thing in the world and so i just don't change from it i don't like change at all do you know do you know um, what is else okay what else is spicy cal what the beef between uh, lennox lewis and Anthony joshua that is a beautiful segue there Flab. <laughs> this is why you're so good at what you do <laughs> i said to i said to our friend john bass the other day i said Flav could do a good podcast with a bag of water. This is why. <laughs> this is the sort of stuff. Why? This is the sort. This is the reason why. Are you flat, um, that yeah, that is some spicy beef. That is some spicy beef that's been going on. So, what did you what did you think about the whole thing when it kicked off this morning? Well, I I, I I'm not a massive fan of Lennox Lewis. I appreciate what an elite fighter that he, he was, 
But mm-hmm. since actually, it's only been in the last four or five years, he's got like proper gobby. Like he's got an opinion on anything right. relating to the, the heavyweight division ultimately. And and I guess to a certain degree, he's earned his right. And I appreciate that as well, but it doesn't stop me from being irritated by the comments that come out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was suitably kind of, you know, irked by the fact that he's going after a Joshua. Yeah, he, he, it's so I was reminded this morning when he he tweeted about, well, I've, I've dug out Tyson Fury before and I forgot all about that. They had quite a long standing issue. They were going back and forth for quite some time, Lennox Lewis and Tyson Fury. Mm. And it does seem to be since the, the heavyweight division has caught light again that Lennox Lewis is suddenly become interested in it again. Perhaps or, or, he sees or concerned about his legacy somewhat. Perhaps, perhaps. I don't think there's any real threat to his legacy. I don't think any of these fighters fighting today are any real threat to him, to be honest. Um, but he does seem to become interesting. I, I met Lennox Lewis once at Terminal 5, Heathrow, and <laughs> I, I got he, I, he gave me the impression of a man who did not follow boxing at all, like the current scene, like at all. Like It was the night after James Tony had boxed in Prizefighter, yeah. I do you remember, remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, he didn't know it happened. Like, he didn't even know that it had taken place. Um, so it, he just struck me as a guy that just wasn't interested in the sport at all. But it seems like once now the heavyweight division post, you know, or uh, well, not so much post Klitschko, but once it started to catch fire again, he suddenly became interested again. And now he's working for, for PBC as a, as a commentator again, because he, he hasn't been a commentator for a long time. He seems to have become interested again. Mm. Um, and seems to, like you say, have an opinion on everything. Um, just to recap to people that perhaps don't know, Lennox, uh, Anthony Joshua said this morning that, uh, Lennox Lewis is a clown and, uh, that him and the Anthony Joshua and the next are completely different people cut from a different cloth. His legacy is more about watching the next generation, uh, grow. Whereas Lennox Lewis's is about putting them down. Is that a fair way of summarizing it? Flav? Yeah, because I, I think that he is overly critical and unnecessarily critical and it's not helpful. And it just smacks of someone who has an agenda rather than has an honest opinion. Right. Um, what just for people that don't know, because there will be people people listening. What 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 did Lewis? What what, what ca- how did this comment come arise from from Joshua? What why was he? Uh, uh, um, it's been going. It's been a, a few things that Lennox Lewis has said about, and he, not just Anthony Joshua about Deontay Wilder, about Tyson Fury. Um, you know, like we said earlier, he's he said some things about Tyson Fury in the past. There's been a few things that that Lennox Lewis has said. So the first one, first one I can think of was after there was a reason that Anthony Joshua didn't want any part of Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder, and this is why, i.e. his defeat. He also, while there was some talk about Joshua fighting Deontay Wilder, Lennox Lewis chipped in and said, AJ, you're the champion, you're the guy, you're the A-side, it's on you to bend a bit, it's on you to give a bit, because you're the guy controlling the Persians, you're the guy with the power to make this fight. Um, and the other thing, there's actually there's been two more things, the one more thing was that he said that Anthony Joshua should have left the UK much earlier than what he did in terms of fighting, like he shouldn't have been fighting in the UK for as long as he did. 
Mm. Um, and the last one, what was the last one that I can think of? It was that. It was about after the Andy Ruiz fight when he lost. He said that he should have fight. He should fire Rob McCracken and get someone. He basically compared Rob McCracken to a university teacher when really he now needs a scholar in a sense to I mean, teach him to get to that next level. McCracken is much more than a university teacher. You know that, that's uh, that's an unfair thing to say. You know, you know, look look what he did with with Froch, and and mm-hmm. if you think about, I mean, don't get me wrong, the raw materials of, of Joshua and Froch are there, and it doesn't take a genius, mm-hmm. doesn't take Emmanuel Stewart to bring out the box that they've become. You know, it doesn't take someone yeah. like that to do it. But I, I, that's an, an unfair and dismissive thing to say about Rob Rob McCracken, and Joshua is going to take exception for that because he's been with him for so long. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. If Joshua was a very rough diamond, then McCracken more than polished it. Do you know what I mean? So it's. I can understand yeah. why he took exception to that. The other two things are, are, are probably fair. You know, he should have bent to to, to Wilder to make that mm-hmm. happen, and he definitely mm-hmm. should have left for the for the for, for the US much sooner if he wanted to crack it. I, I think that's that's a genuine yeah. advice. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. No. I, I'm. I. In terms of, I know you said you found Lennox Lewis annoying. Yeah, the thing is with Lennox Lewis is he's a pundit now. He works for Fox Sports and for Showtime now. So he's he's a pundit. It's, it's what he does for a living. And like we complain so much about pundits and how there's basically yes men for whatever company it is they work for, be it Sky Sports, BT Sport, whatever. Now we have a, a an all-time great that's you know an all-time great heavyweight boxing news ranked him as like the second or third best heavyweight of all time and when he offers an opinion we have a problem and i just think i don't think i I don't think people know what they want to be honest with you flav yeah fair enough look i mean as a pundit you're supposed to say things that are interesting to listen to no one just wants yes Mm. men all the time and there are too many of them in the boxing fraternity and you know, and I think of, of, of people like, and I know he's irritating. Um, man, fuck, he's just forgotten. My, I've just dropped out his name. Out he's uh, he has he has crisp hands. He was like the gatekeeper to the welterweight division. Oh, Paul, 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 sorry, I don't know where that went. Why he's <laughs> crisp hands? Yeah, you but, got me at crisp hands. <laughs> um, he, he's a, a decent pundit and says it how it is. He doesn't kind of yeah. It doesn't tow the Sky Sports line. So I appreciate right. that. I fully, I, I fully do. And, you know, he's not there to do anything else other than give his opinion. But sometimes he's got to appreciate that if you give your opinion, then you're, op- you're putting your head above the parapet. And mm. people like Joshua are, are going to fire back if they're upset. Now, that brings me on to a, another point with, with Joshua is that, you know, the mask is slipping now, right? Oh, it's been slipping for some time. And I think it, it's a beautiful thing to happen. It's the exactly Absolutely. right thing to happen. The, the kind of polished from drug dealer to... Olympic champion thing worked for a while. It's not working anymore. Now we need to see the spiteful, hung- hungry, um, mm-hmm. street-level Joshua to come back. He has all of the mm-hmm. skills he needs to win another world title because he had three of them or four of them before, right? Mm-hmm. He had that. So you know he can be world champion again. He has the power. Let's get some, some the edge back. You know, we, Mike Tyson would have ripped Lennox Lewis apart verbally when he was mm. a pro. He didn't give a shit about anyone. Do you remember what the journalist no. said to him? You know, the, the, the journalist said to him uh, at that conference and famously said, yep. I, I want to, uh, I'll fuck you till you love me and called him a yep. faggot. That, that isn't a good human trait. 
But no. sometimes it's necessary for boxing, especially heavyweight boxing, because it's the most dangerous level, the most mm. dangerous division. You know, you can have someone with limited skill finish your career with one mm-hmm. big punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for Joshua to come back and, and that mask start to slip in and just say, you know, uh, say it how, how he genuinely feels. Mm. I think that might be the answer to Joshua re- recapturing some of the the momentum or mojo that, that, that had him progressing in, in the earlier starts, parts of his career. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I don't, you know, I think where a lot of the hate for, or, you know, quote, you know, quotation marks, hate for Joshua come from was the overly polished media trained media darling who you, we knew everybody knew deep down. He wasn't really like that. And, I think people found it all a bit draining about how he was this, you know, really, and I'm sure he is a lovely guy in, in the real world and polite and all those things. I'm sure all of that's not pretend, but it was just, I think a lot, it was just for a lot of people, it was too polished and you want to see a bit of an edge. This is boxing after all, mm. this isn't netball. We want to have a bit of edge from our fighters. Well, we've seen, know? we've seen the power. We've seen what he's capable of. I mean, he's a specimen, yeah. specimen, of a human being, every woman wants to fuck him and every man wants to be him, right? I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's just been beaten up by a fat blob. Yeah. So that's gone. That's gone yeah. now. Let's let's see him talking start talking dirty. Let's see him yeah. on, on record saying, I want a body on it. Like let's, yeah. let's hear that shit. No matter if it, yeah. I don't give a shit if it's ethical or not. I, no. I don't care about any of that. I want him no. to be talking in the same way that Wilder does. Like, yeah. like no one likes it when he says he wants to kill someone in the ring. That's more or less what he's saying, right? Yeah. He wants his record to show that he's destroyed someone, right? No yeah. one likes it, but it's it's saleable and it's marketable and it's a yeah. part of the sport that we love. And if you've got an issue with people getting hurt in boxing, yeah. then don't fucking watch it because it's a horrible yeah. sport. And we all watch it in spite of it and we've all dealt with it yeah. internally that, that, we, that we understand what we're watching is unethical on the mm-hmm. on, yeah, brass tacks. So, so Joshua needs to come out with a new face. And I'm not saying go mental like that, right? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but... But but come out with an, a, a new level of attitude and say, look, yeah. everything you've done so far has made you richer than you could ever have imagined. But if yeah. you want a legacy, if you want to create something in boxing, if you want to show people something, then you have to. Th- th- you need to reinvent yourself. Like you know, you fucking love wrestling. It happens all the time in that. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely. Really, it's time to go heel. Exactly, go heel. Be the bad guy. And people He's been will... red and yellow Hulk Hogan. It's now time to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan and put the black on. Right. I don't know what that means, but I, I can imagine. <laughs> My wrestling fans will know what that <laughs> right. means. Right. Okay. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, and what, you know, you talk about brass tacks. There's enough people in those arenas and enough people watching at home that want him to win. Now let's get some people in the arenas and watching at home that want him to lose. Because that's what Mayweather did so well. He yes. got people to pay because they wanted to see him lose. Yeah. So be a bit of a prick, you know, be yeah. a bit of a dickhead. Be, geez, be more pro-black. Talk about Louis Farrakhan yeah. and stuff like that, because you'll get all those, you'll get all the gammons that will really hate that and will pay to see you lose. Look, he's no, do like, it. The look, if you go on, uh, you know, boxing, the Reddit boxing, right? Yeah. You're, you're, a lot of people are there and they're principled about the sport and they love yep. it for its, you know, the purity, the purity of it. And I admire yep. it. And, and I do like that too, but I understand that the, the marketing side of it as well. And it, it doesn't matter what he does. He will always make money unless, you know, he gets battered again by Ruiz. Yeah. And, you know, his career is going to suffer somewhat. But if he goes out there and wins, people will pay to watch Joshua fight whether they like him or hate him. 
People, yeah. like, Mayweather's made more money than anyone else in boxing, and everyone hates him apart from you. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. but the, the, ultimately, you can't deny skill when it's evident, and mm-hmm. and 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 he has to prove it now. And I think a, a arena, although he, I'm not sure he has the mentality to deal with it, but an arena he walks into in America, it's going to be hostile. But if it, even if he if he did if he started going heel so badly that he goes into O2 and people boo him. And then he yeah. goes in and knocks a sucker out. Yeah. People will cheer him out the ring. And what a story yeah. that would be. Like if you yeah. amount, amount of, of fighters that have gone in and been booed and gone out on, on the shoulders of everyone in the crowd. It's yeah. interesting. No, I love the fact that this is happening because Joshua's, Joshua's career has been so programmatic and so staged and so planned out that it's now time for something different. And yeah. I hopefully, hopefully we're seeing it because I, I, you know, I'm bored of watching Joshua fight to be honest. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I agree. I, I have to completely agree with that. Really. Um, yeah, I want to see a change. Like you said before, he's made the money. He's fine. He's always going to make plenty of plenty of money. He's a huge star. He's on Graham Norton. He's doing it all. Mm. Um, he doesn't need to make money now. And he's going to, you know, they're about to go to Saudi Arabia, but he's going to make a stupid amount of money. It's not about money now. So this is, is about that legacy. Um, Ruiz said I don't not. know. Ruiz said, I haven't signed. I don't want to fight there. I'm, I want it in America or Mexico. Yeah, it's not going to be in Mexico. That's just ridiculous. No. Um, because they don't even drug test down there. Like, that's not going to happen. Well, uh, I, don't I mean, Joshua loved that, surely. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It allegedly. Doesn't. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And do you know what? But they're not going to drug test in Saudi Arabia either. So uh, I, don't think, I don't think it matters either way in terms of that. Yeah, you know, Joshua was talking about having it back in New York or having it in Vegas. Vegas would have pushed Saudi Arabia pretty close in terms of money. Um, for whatever reason, they don't seem to want to go back to America. Um, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe they're worried about, you know, getting screwed over in Vegas. I don't see that really. You know, Joshua's the ho- he's going to be the house fighter like he was in the first fight. Even though the first fight was in America, Joshua was the house fighter. He was the guy that, that the powers that be wanted to win. Of course, and he so still is think- that guy. He's much more marketable than Ruiz. Yeah, of course. They, you know, the people there wanted Ruiz to win. Um, what do you think that, A, it landing in Saudi Arabia... And B, the comments about Lennox Lewis say about Joshua's having thin skin. Do you think that? Do you think that's valid? I think his reaction to the comments and he, the way he's the comments he's made previous, sorry, since the fight, have showed that he is a little bit thin-skinned. He is rattled and, and, and he is reactive to that because someone someone who isn't thin-skinned, who that has an iron hide, doesn't yep. go out in the press and call Lennox Lewis a legend in the game a clown. As much as I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do that, so yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's thin-skinned, and I think he's he's worried about where this fight's going to be, and I think he's genuinely worried about the outcome. I don't think he's convinced at all that he can win this fight. No. You know, the, the, and you, yeah, that's probably why it's going to be in Saudi Arabia to maximise the money. Right? Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be in Saudi Arabia because um, uh, it's a bullshit place to stage a fight. Yeah. You know, it, it, but it's fundamentally about money, and it always go that way. Now, I want to talk, yeah. talk about Hearn and the decisions he's making recently. But, but yeah, he, he, he is a, uh, I, 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 Do you know what? I don't think it, this is about money for Joshua. I really okay. don't. Because I think, no. if he, I think he wants to avenge it. I, want, I think he wants to beat Ruiz. He wants to stop the man who stopped him. Mm-hmm. And because if it, was about, if it was about anything else, 
then he's surely got enough money. Like, he doesn't need another £30 million. Pounds. I mean, everybody needs another £30 million, pounds, but he's got enough money to, to, to ride off into the sunset. Mm. So, but, that, but that said, actually, even as I'm speaking, he's contracted to, to do it. You know, yeah. I don't think he can legally escape from this. It would be a long legal. He had battle. no choice. He had no choice. Even forget about contractually. I think if Andy Ruiz, if they would have said, "Look, Andy Ruiz, we don't want it. We'll wipe the con- the rematch clause." Andy Ruiz would have been fine with that because he'd have yeah. fought Deontay Wilder for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah, I don't think Andy Andy Ruiz. Yeah, yes, Joshua is the bigger money fight, but to get out of a rematch clause where he doesn't get any choice over anything, Andy Ruiz would have bit their hand off because he's got free, he's got free titles and he can go and fight Wilder for similar money. Cause he's making $9 million for, for the rematch with Joshua. So he'll make very similar money, if not more to fight Wilder in America what, 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 at, in Vegas. What do you think of Andy Ruiz is um, the way he's talking and strutting about? I am actually really quite concerned about Ruiz and I have been for a little while. He's been out. He's been doing too much. Yes. He's just been out there doing too much you yeah. know, from the, I understood straight after winning the title that, you know, you're going to do stuff. He went to Mexico. He met the president. He was, you know, he had the Snickers thing. Mm. I thought, yep, great. Celebrate it. A couple of weeks, but then get back in the gym and get back on with it. He just doesn't seem to be focused right now on a potential re on a p- potentially having another fight. You know, you have another fight coming up, and he seems to be doing everything but preparing for the fight. What, what, when's the fight mooted to happen, approximately? S- December the seventh. So oh, he's got plenty of time, man. No, when yeah, we're not we're not really in training camp territory yet. He's still probably got another what would, three weeks. What would, before, uh, what, what would you say? What would be an optimal amount of training time for this fight for Randy Ruiz? 12, 12 weeks is the standard. It's yeah. the standard, and I, I don't think you want to go. You don't want to overtrain. What's, you I don't mean, wanna... Yeah, but is, is someone like him going to overtrain? Has he ever trained hard? Because if he trained hard, he, tra- he wouldn't I think he have... trains hard. But do, I, I think doing he what? trains hard. Like just technique well, and game plan? I think he does everything. I don't think he skips on training. Mate, he ain't fucking I lying. He might, his nutrition might not be very good. Mate, um, no, no, that but... is ridiculous. He's not running and he's eating shit. That's 100% true. You don't get a body like that without doing those two things. Yeah. Some people. So what is yeah, he? Was he need a twelve week camp for? Just do five weeks like last time. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't matter. At least he's coming in but, like freestone lighter, which wouldn't probably yeah, help him at all. You know, you're forgetting that last time he had a fight five weeks before he had a fight, so he'd have been training before that too. But well, I'm asking you, training doing what other than he's tactical, he's sparring, he's doing ring sparring, stuff, he's right. doing road work. He's he not doing road work. He is, he is. What is he doing on the road, walking? He may not be doing road very fast. <laughs> he might not be going very fast. <laughs> you know, he might not I be going it. very far, I'm but being he a dick. is. It's He's like, doing stuff. I know you are. Stamina and stuff like that. I, I get it. And, and do you know what? I lo- I, the, the glorious thing about boxing yep. know, is that a man like him, who looks like him, can yep. be up an Adonis because it's so much more than the physicality. And, and Tyson Fury bangs on about it all the time. You know, I'm a fat man who won the world. He's a lineal world champion. Yeah, it's um, true. It's true. Best point. Of yeah. Um, what else we got? Like, I, I kind of. So you want to talk about Eddie Hearn? Let's talk about Fast Guy Eddie. Because he's um, a lot's been going on with him, isn't it? Like he's he's turned. Yeah. He, he, he's always talking, which is his problem. Yeah. Because quotes yeah. that he's that he says that goes out on the internet get get yeah. steadfast in history. And there's so many people mm-hmm. that dislike him that they that they've got a catalogue, they've got a folder like like T. If you don't know this, T has a, a folder of memes that he'll pull out at any yeah, occasion, 
and just drop them on he you. You're like, how the fuck have you got that? I've seen it. Yeah. It's impressive. Has he actually got a folder? He does actually have a folder. I've seen it. I'm not surprised at all. Um, but yeah, like, like, uh, Eddie, uh, like these, the haters of Eddie will, will have similar kind of banks of information on him. Oh, yeah. Screenshots. To make, it, to make him look like a hypocrite. Um, so, uh, uh, and, and one of the things I read on Reddit earlier was that he, that they, were, they were kind of showing evidence about how Eddie Hearn is a liar and how he's gone back and reneged on things that he said. Right. And one of the things that was confusing about that for me was that what, what are you expecting a boxing promoter? When, when in the history of boxing promoter? <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> has, there, has there ever been an honest man? And has it never been anything else other than making money? All of them. Sowland, uh, Don King, Eddie Hearn. Bob Arum. His dad, Bob Arum. Um, well, there was that Frank famous Warren. Bob Arum quote. There was that famous Bob Arum quote. Yesterday I was lying. Today I'm telling the truth. Yeah, they, these aren't. These are politicians, but in in a in the fight game, oh yeah. And their role is to make money, and that's mm. why Eddie Hearn doesn't have an ethical bone in his body. Of course not. He's taking a, a, a massive heavyweight fight to Saudi Arabia, mm. and uh, you know, just Google if you if you're unsure why people are a bit miffed about this, then just Google human rights record Saudi Arabia, and it'll give you all the yeah. information you need to know on why a fight or any kind of public event that shows the Saudi government in a positive light should not happen. Yeah. But boxing is the last place you look for for ethics. They've been fucking... Anyone... Every promoter in boxing has been fucking fighters over and fans over since time immemorial. Absolutely. And, and, you know, by and large, I think Eddie Howe... Eddie Howe? What am I talking about? Eddie, Eddie Howe! Eddie, Eddie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Bournemouth ma- manager, if you're not a football fan. But I don't think Eddie Howe's blameless, to be no. honest. <laughs> yeah, he's got a role in this. Prick. Um, prick. Eddie Hearn... Um, you know, Eddie Hearn, out of all of them, has done yeah. more for British boxing and British fighters yeah. than, than than anyone else. You know, he pays his fighters on time and he pays them well, and yeah. just that alone is a rare thing. So, you know, the, I think he's he's due a little bit of leeway, even though I completely disagree with any fight being held in Saudi Arabia. Do we think is this is this a, a similar situation now where? Eddie Hearn has, I think Eddie Hearn's taken the sport to the next level. I think he deserves all the credit in the world for that uh, in terms of we're doing football stadiums now, sold out arenas all the time. I think Frank Warren, he'd never admit this, but I think he's benefited from Eddie Hearn in terms of production values and, you know, all the popularity of the sport. I think, you know, Frank Warren owes Eddie Hearn a drink. Um, Is it a case of now, okay, I'm Eddie Hearn. There's all the Matchroom FC fans that people like to talk about. He's got fans people love him is it now about making money is it the same as joshua like where we were talking about before okay uh, i've got friends now i want to make some money um i, I think it all that was always the bottom line or always yeah. every discussion he has and he's the, the thing that's likable about eddie hearn in my opinion is mm. that there is a mass there is an element of upfrontness and honesty and he's willing to talk about these things mm. and he talks about them from a pragmatic standpoint yeah like he like when he was talking about the renegotiations of the second fight with Andy Ruiz, and yeah. he come out and said, Andy Ruiz doesn't get a say on this. That yeah. you might not like it, and it might be like inflammatory, but it's true. There was a contract that signed for a rematch. Matchroom mm-hmm. would have the power play in negotiations on that contract. You signed the fucking contract, Ruiz, because you got a, a mill ticket like you never experienced before. Mm. So you've done your job in the ring. You've won it. You, ha- you can't then start strutting about and, and, and saying this is where the fight would be held and this is how much I want 
because because anyone, you've already signed it. You've signed the deal. You got yeah. the fight because you signed that deal. So now you have to yeah. you have to come through. So I, I kind of admire, even if I don't necessarily like everything that Eddie Hearn says, I admire how upfront and honest he is. And, and he talk, he talks about negotiations and he talks about things that have come through, that, that have happened behind the scenes. And it mm. seems to make sense. And in the same way that kind of Gary Neville is rated as a, a pundit on for football because he yep. talks in a way that's easy to understand for most of us. I think Eddie Hearn is liked for the, for the same reason. Mm. Yeah, no, Eddie Hearn's been very good. And most of the time he does talk sense. Uh, I think we're in, a, we're in a weird, weird world now where everybody picks a side. We all... Everybody picks a side. Uh, um, you know, obviously in football it's easy because we all have our we all have our team. But mm. in terms of boxing, there's Matram fans and there's Frank Warren fans. And you know, I was one of the original Mayweather people. It was Mayweather against Pacquiao. You know, back on the old boxing scene forums way way back in the day. Yeah. You know, we all do that. Everybody everybody picks their side, and he's been very good at marketing himself and market you know keeping him his face out there all the time and he'll talk about what he's doing and like you said in a very matter of fact way in a way that's very very relatable mm. to people because he does have that cheeky chappy essex boy but at the end of the day he's his father's son he's yeah. a businessman uh, and his father's son was a was a cutthroat boxing promoter yeah. and eddie hearn's no different he's just savvy He's savvy and he knows how to, you know, him and IFL were a, are a marriage made of he, made in heaven. You know, they, they came around at a similar time and they've used each other to, 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 to you know, to have great, great success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the minute now, the thing with Saudi Arabia, I don't know enough about it. So you said earlier about Googling, you know, Googling Saudi Arabia. I don't know enough about it. Obviously, no, I know there's human rights I mean, issues. Yeah, you, you don't have to. No one does. Just Google it and then, and then you'll see. Yeah, I think... You know, there's so for that, I totally understand that for me. And you said this earlier on the fight being in Saudi Arabia. It's not a boxing place. It's not somewhere where you would hold a fight because as we were talking about a few weeks ago, the Amir Khan fight, they're singing baby shark and they're dicking around. It's mm. not, it's not a crowd that's really going to appreciate, appreciate the heavyweight championship of the world. Being I'll tell you there. what, it doesn't help Joshua. Doesn't no, help doesn't. Joshua being there, going in, in in a kind of insipid atmosphere to go yeah. into what is clearly, undoubtedly, the biggest fight of his career, like bigger yeah. than Klitschko, much bigger. So we had a we had a question in the uh, Fighting Cock uh, Telegram group earlier on: If Anthony Joshua loses, does he recover? He uh, most fighters would be able to recover. I think, mm -hmm. like uh, fighters that are in it for the right reason would be able to rebound and rebuild because boxing is their passion. In, in Joshua's case, he doesn't ever recover and he doesn't box again. Because there, what, what, how, how does he... How does, he, he has to go so... You go back to the domestic scene to rebuild. You're talking yeah. about, like, you're genuinely talking about going and fighting people like Dubois and Huey Fury... As you know, genuinely, if he loses this fight and he genuinely wants to continue, Huey Fury and, and Joshua will be matched. Like, yeah, no, I agree. He uh, would not fight anyone that's a puncher, and Huey Fury's not a puncher. He wouldn't go near anyone that's a puncher or a threat. You, you know, my first thought was already oh, has to fight Dylan White again, but Dylan White would be above him at that point. If he was to lose to Andy Ruiz again, he would drop, you know, in rankings, if you like, in the ratings, below Dylan White. And he couldn't he wouldn't fight Dylan White next because Dylan White would be seen as too dangerous. He would fight, you're right, a Huey Fury 
if Huey Fury beat Povetkin, which I don't think he will, I think Povetkin's going to beat beat Huey Fury at the end of the month. He, he, um, he could even be he, he could lose to Povetkin, and, and that fight would probably still be made as a, that would probably still because it would be a comeback fight. It would be a comeback fight, and 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 and, and it requires a special belief and and a special drive yeah. and a desire in boxing to to want that glory. I think Joshua has talked a lot about kind of legacy and 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 being the guy the top guy in, in boxing and he was a lot of, for a long time on his own terms but mm. now he would have to rebuild and I don't see it, the warrior in him I don't see well, well, he's a boxer he understands mm. the sport better than I ever could and yep. he's studious and you know he's watched boxing but I've said it before he's not he's not willing to go out on his shield and someone like Dillian White is and if yeah, you know, Dillian White for Joshua. If he loses again to Ruiz, is a hellish fight for Joshua because the build-up would be insane, and yeah. Dillian White would rip him to part, rip him to pieces Mentally, in the build-up. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. And we've I seen agree. the fragility think... in, in Joshua. So yeah, it, it's yeah. done. It's done. If he loses to this, it, it's done because I he agree. has to work so hard to get back to where he was. And I, I don't think he's got yeah. it in him. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think I think he's shown some mental weakness during the fight. Uh, against Ruiz, he's shown a lot of mental weakness after the fight. He's got the, the the entourage is far too big. It's far too big. That picture on Instagram that he posted of the size of his entourage is ridiculous. And he's talking about adding more people to his training team. Um, it's crazy the amount of people he needs. Seems to need a lot of backslappers, yeah. people to tell him that he's great. And if he loses again, a lot of those backslappers are going to disappear. And they're going to move on to Dylan, and they'll move on to whoever. Um, so I agree. I agree with you. I think if if Anthony Joshua lost, um, then I think that'd be it. I don't. I agree with you. He wouldn't box again. I think that'd be it. He'd make plenty of money, and he'd go and be on fucking I'm a celebrity or whatever. Yeah. I do. Um, Shit. In terms of Eddie Hearn, we've obviously covered the the Saudi Arabia thing. You wanted to talk about KSI and Paul Logan. They're, it looks like Matchroom are gonna. They're now gonna promote these two YouTubers, mm. and I don't know anything about them. So you may have to enlighten me because I don't know anything about KSI or Paul Logan. Other than Paul Logan, did he do something in terms of someone that committed suicide and went uh, and filmed their body or something? Yeah, look, mate, I, I'm 37, so I don't know a great deal. Yeah, uh, e- but they're, they're boxing each other, aren't but they? I worked, I worked, once. I worked in, I worked in, uh, I worked in YouTube football YouTube content, so I kind of do yeah. know about them. Uh, okay. it's Lo- Logan Paul is one of the guys. He's like oh, this. Sorry, yeah, there we go. He's he's a um, he's a, he, uh, one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. He has like twenty million subscribers, and KSI is a young man from I think it's South London, okay. and he has a comparable amount in uh, of subscribers. And about two years ago, KSI boxed this other kid from from London in like a white collar boxing match. And okay. because of their influence online, and because of the amount of people that are interested in them as characters, as as, as as online personalities, the fact that they were getting into a ring and fighting was of massive interest, and it generated huge numbers, like huge views, like the Logan Paul KSI fight. Well, the one the... before it when he right. boxed the guy called Joe Weller another just these are not that boxers was it. they're yep. not boxers they are I remember that they're YouTube personalities right right they they boxed each other and it was pay-per-view I think no the first one was free on YouTube and you know it generated huge numbers I don't know what they are but they're they're more than the vast majority of boxing matches that have ever been screened only the very biggest get anywhere near the figures that this this fight did 
and this that was, was not, free, wasn't it? That was free on YouTube. And the second one was these. This that was this guy Logan Paul and KSI fighting behind a paywall. Um, and it, do you know in, what numbers that did? Uh, I can Google it while I did it, but I, I, um, yeah, quickly I, look it up. I will, I will. But they, um, they, these these uh, they, they, these two kids essentially fought each other, and they, they trained hard, and they were in amazing shape. Like if you watch the fight. They are ripped. They did. I saw. I saw photos of them. They look. They are in shape. I'll give them that. Yeah, but but what you are watching is it's two complete novices yeah. fight each other, and this isn't. While it is boxing, it's like watching yeah. white collar. If you go and watch white collar boxing, yeah. you see a very uh, rudimentary version of what you're watching in the program, mm. in the upper echelons of the program. So you're essentially watching two people beat each other up. Now, the reason why this is yep. popular isn't because these the people actually want to watch these people box. They're not interested in the sport of boxing. They want to no. watch two of the people that they, they love and, 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 and watch every day on their YouTube channels fight each other. And, and, and imagine the hype train that has to be built when even the, you know, Mayweather and Pacquiao went on a worldwide tour to, to promote their yep. boxing match, right? These guys just yep. need to make one YouTube video and... There will be millions of people tuning in to watch this, right? Right. So now I've kind of set this up. You can uh-huh. understand why Eddie Hearn and Matchroom might be interested in make this, making this happen. Absolutely. What do you? What's your feeling yeah, about yeah. this? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what my first first thought was? It wasn't so much about okay, uh, you know, it's going to be really crap in terms of quality. My first thought was, why do these two guys want Eddie Hearn? Because, like you said, they did massive numbers on YouTube behind a paywall. I remember the numbers being really big. So the, the, num- I, the, number, the number of pay-per-view buyers was 1.05 million. That is bloody good. So that what, is really good. So in the, in the, box, in the boxing world, what did Ruiz and Joshua get? Do you know? That, that was on DAZN, so that wasn't on pay-per-view. But I would say some, these days... In the current, the last couple of years, about 400,000 in America is about this. That's good. That's about what Canelo does for a Liam Smith fight, for a low, a lower fight. He would do about 400,000. Mm. Over here in England, where it's 20 pound, bear in mind it's, it's like 70, 80 dollars in America. And over here it's 20 pound. Um, we, the highest, the highest that I think our, has ever done has been, I think, 2 million. Uh, and I think that was I think that was Mayweather um, Hatton, I think is the biggest one. And it was about two million, maybe a bit less. Uh, OK, so, so, you, so they're bloody good numbers. Yeah, they, they're good numbers. Both of them made about six million dollars. Right. So you can understand why uh, Matram and Eddie Hearn yeah. are interested in this. Now, absolutely. Yeah. What they realize there is that they don't have to promote it. Because the promotion is mm. there, like the 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 engine already exists. Because yeah. The two fighters are more popular than almost any other person on this planet. Mm. Um, now, the reason why the reason why Eddie Hearn is interested here is because the two kids, because they are children, essentially, they're they're, they're yeah. twenty two, twenty three. They wow. don't know how okay. to make this happen anymore. They they're struggling uh. to get the the final details sorted. Whereas Eddie Hearn has seen this, and I'd imagine I'm 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 completely guessing here, but these two couldn't organise how where this should be and and how this rematch should should be should be made. 
So I'd imagine Eddie Hearn's just gone in there saying, look, this is my game. I can make this uh, like snap. Yeah. I have, right. I, have I have my dirty little grubby tentacles in every single crevice of the, uh, of the boxing world. So he's right. just gone in there and fixed everything for them. And, um, and, right. and if he's dry, if he, like, if he doesn't give a shit about putting Andy, Anthony Joshua and Ruiz in Saudi Arabia, he's certainly not going to give a shit about making money out of two novice boxers. Well, yeah, well, now that makes sense to me because that was my thought. Well, because I remember the first fight, it was at Manchester Arena, was it? I think Was so. it Manchester Arena? I don't know. It was, and it sold out. Yeah. It completely sold out Manchester Arena. And I, I, it was on the same night that I was at, I think I was at the Copper Box. I think it was a John Ryder fight. I was there. Yeah. And I'd heard about this fight and somebody had texted and said, it sold out in Manchester. I remember thinking, bloody hell, here I am at a two-thirds full copper box to fight to see a world title eliminator. And these two kids have just sold out Manchester Arena and done a million pay-per-view buys on YouTube. The issue, you're, um, the, 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 the difference here is is that you're just talking about this because they're boxing. They could be doing anything, mate. They could be... Oh, yeah. They could do oil wrestling. They could do mud fighting. <laughs> and they would sell out any stadium. They, they, they'd sell out Wembley. They yeah. it. This fight would... It would sell out Wembley twice over, probably. Because yeah. boxing fans are not going to watch this. But no. I, I, I watched it afterwards just through morbid curiosity, just to see yeah. if they're any good, just to see you know, what the fascination is about. And it, you go to the crowd and there are children there. Yeah. You know, so look, it's like, it's like, like the fact that, that you know, um, like Wembley half sells out for, for Soccer Aid or whatever it is. It's, yeah. it's just interesting. They're interested in the... In the they're interesting. The it's person, just modern day. It's modern day celebrity boxing. You remember back in the day, there'd be celebrity boxing. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's this modern day version of that. These guys are the modern day celebrities. And you really have to admire their hustle and the way they're able to, I mean, they're, to turn from doing stuff on a computer to being millionaires. You can't help but you can't help but admire them. Yeah, yeah. They are fucking irritating. Don't get me wrong. But they more than that, you have to admire them for getting in the ring, I think. Because like, uh, all, uh, it I, takes bottles. It takes bottle, and you're and they're, they're in there. I, 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 go back and watch it; it's terrible standard. But they they are going for each other, and they're swinging. And yeah. as we know, such a, like any fight, like a street fight, you know, a boxing match, whatever, they're always always a risk. And two people that aren't mm-hmm. trained, who don't know how to defend themselves properly, can get caught on the chin with a horrible punch, even if it's wide and and, and ungang and gangly and ungamely. If it catches them in the wrong yep. spot, then their life has changed forever. So you have to admire yeah. that, and, and they should be paid accordingly if they can bring the numbers in. But as boxing fans, you, you know, fans of the sport and the sweet science, there's nothing sweet about this. There's nothing there. for you here. There's nothing for you not, here. Not at all, and, but it's just interesting oh, that yeah. Eddie Hearn is so interested. Yeah, it is. But like you said, he, he, he sticks his tentacles into everything, and he seems to be... Now it's, it's just about making as much money as possible now. Um, I, ha- I had no interest in the first fight. I've never seen it. I never will watch the first fight. I'm not going to watch the second fight. I have no interest in it at all. Um, I'm more interested in real boxing, really. I don't have really a moral opinion about him promoting KSI and Logan Paul. I don't care. It's just Eddie Hearn. I, I kind of lot. I-, I like Eddie Hearn, like we were talking about earlier on. I think think that um you know he's done great stuff for the sport but i lost a lot of respect for him after the the dillian white situation with the with the drug testing and and then him allowing dylan white to box um you know because he's probably as just as powerful as the 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 british board in that case and i lost a lot of respect for him after that really to be honest and he just he doesn't seem to be doing things 
the right way at the minute. Yeah, uh, but, so... you know, yeah I, I agree. He's not doing the right way, but the next show he puts on, we're all going to watch. So, life makes Of course, because he puts on really good fights, you know. Yeah, well, his next show is... is his next show is Vasily Lomachenko against Luke Campbell, so I'm not. I think everybody's going to be watching that. Wait, what, what, who do, who the fuck is Boatsy fighting? Who is that guy? Oh yeah, What's his name? Uh, Ad- I have Adam, no idea. John, John, is it Adam? John, I can't remember. Look, Jones. Don't need Ryan. Him. I think it was Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Adam. Or was it Ryan Jones? I think it's Ryan Jones. Right. I think I don't know. This is uh, this is a guy who's been beaten four times in his last six fights, and he's an, essentially yeah. an MMA fighter. I'm just going to look now. I'm just going to look on the computer to yeah, see who it is. Um, but... look, I, I get it's a kind of tune-up, or not even a tune-up fight. It's like a, like a stay-busy fight, isn't it? Mm. But surely there's a, li- a more live opponent than this guy. I mean, this is... some Didn't Hearn absolutely throw Warren and Yard under the, ta- under, under the train for, for matching him against this, this, the very same opponent? I think that, that, I think that, that definitely happened. That's yeah, what, it's uh, Ryan Ford. Right board. board. That's right. Yeah, Josh Buatzi. Yeah, Josh Buatzi, you know. You want to see him win the British title because he's won the British title now. Mm. And he, he boxed brilliant. He won in, in great fashion. Go and win the title outright. Box the people that are in your division. You know, there's there's good fighters at light heavyweight. Don't beat them and win. Why is he fighting somebody, like you said, that's lost four in his last six? Buatzi. We all think he's going to do great things. Um, everyone talks about him. We've, well, you know, I'm lucky enough to be ringside and watch him up close. He's bloody good. He's very good. So what are you doing? Like, he's just, I don't know. Maybe Anthony Joshua's his manager, so maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of the weak mentality is rubbing off on Buatzi, and he's he's kind of matching himself a bit gently because I read somewhere that he's very careful about who he fights, which I think is just mental. He's really good, and he's not. It's not like he's he's not super young, you know, and he's got quite brittle hands, so he needs to get a wiggle on, really. Well, he's he's had eleven fights, so you, you can't push him on too yeah. far. But I think a decent domestic fight would be good for him. Like keep him in fights so where he can yeah. still learn a little bit. He's going to get nothing from this fight, and no respect for anybody. You know, I, I, I no. guess. Do you know? Do you know what it is actually? You know, the, the, uh, I think a, a large percentage of matchroom fighters. Sorry, matchroom audience. The audience that they've generated in recent years yeah. understand what who Joshua Barazzi is. They recognise yeah. his name and they want to see him fight. And they will. It will be further stilled their belief in another matchroom fighter if he just goes and bowls another uh, fighter over. Mm. If he if he gets in yeah. like a dangerous, semi dangerous domestic fight, then it yeah. kind of damages his brand somewhat if he doesn't win convincingly. Yeah. But uh, like you say, like for for people that know anything about it, and I don't profess to know a great deal about our sport, but I know that this fight is a joke, and yeah. and, and and I also know that he would. That there isn't many in the domestic scene apart from Yard that would probably cause him any problems. Mm. So I think that I think that there was some talk about Josea Burton before he moved up to cruiserweight. I think a Josea Burton fight would have been really interesting. It would be interesting, but Bill actually would come out winner. Oh, of course he would. And that's the point. Like, he's going to win, but Burton's going to give him a decent test. Whereas this guy is going to get bowled over in two rounds and will learn nothing. I really and like Bawatsi, but I have no interest in watching this fight. And, and that's, that's the crux of it, really. And the, the thing is, as well, if he was boxing once every six weeks, once every two months, and he was fighting somebody like this, you can half forgive it because it's regular. You're getting, you'll be, be staying active and it's a reason to stay active. He's not boxed for ages. Yeah. So what are you doing? You've not boxed for ages and then you come back and fighting a pudding 
and with the all the respect with, in the world to Brian Ford. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, respect to him. I mean, he's getting money out of this, but you know, yeah, whatever. But he, he, um, the, the the problem for Boatsy is the difficulty spike in his division is gigantic. When he I moves, you know, when he to get the fights that are going to give him genuine credibility, there's no yeah. real gatekeepers there. There's no, no. There are killers in that division and killers in 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 the cruiser division. Yeah, and he needs to be hundred percent ready before he makes that leap up in yeah. four or five fights time, because yeah. there are fights there that could genuinely finish his career. And I don't mean him yeah. getting hurt. I mean him taking his belief. And, yeah. and and so he needs to be properly prepared and, and this guy isn't mm. isn't gonna help him do that already. To, no, for the record, I, think so. I, I think I think he's I think he's good enough and I think he's better yeah. than Anthony Yard. Um, oh yeah. And I think he would beat him as well. But I don't know how good he is until he fights someone who can genuinely test him. And if yeah. Yard loses to Kovalev, which he Good segue. Um, yeah, yeah, if he loses to Kovalev who he, uh, sorry, if Kovalev loses to, sorry, mate, I'll fuck this up completely. Yarde loses to, to, to Kovalev, then that is a fight that can be made because that is a, like a, that, that's a barometer for Boazzi. Here's a guy who's coming off of a, what I'd imagine a spirited defeat away from home. He's not going to get the decision and he's likely not going to knock him out and he'll take, he'll sh- ship some punches as well. He'll probably get, I, I think he'll probably get stopped late on Yard. But he'll come away with a lot of credit, and yeah. that that fight then can be made if if there's any way for Matchroom and and uh, Frank Warren to Frank Warren sit down. I think just to finish finish to finish on Buatzi, I think someone like Chilemba is a good fight for him. Someone he he drew with Tony Bellew like seven eight years ago. I remember, someone I watched. That, I was there when I when when that fight happened. Yeah, he, he's someone that gives everybody rounds. He gives everybody a tough fight. He gave Kovalev a tough fight. But he's a little bit over the hill now. So Buatzi could Buatzi would win, but he'd be given a good fight. Someone like that, um, you would also say a Jean Pascal. But Jean Pascal went and beat Marcus Brown last week. Yeah, so. big, big fight. But that, that would be good. That would be, that would yeah. be a good... Like, yeah, like I said there's no gatekeepers, but Pascal... They're, those are two names that, that you could put him in with after one or two more fights. Yeah, if, if, you, if, Buatzi, if Buatzi in these next three or four fights faces Yard, Chalemba and uh, Pascal, then you yeah. might say, like, now's the time to set up. And bear in mind, those are massive challenges after 11 fights. Like, Yard may oh, be yeah. less. Like, Yard, but he's very good. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. But Yard, Yard and Boazzi fighting now would be comparable to Groves de Gale, right? Yes, it would. Yeah, yeah it would. That's but, fair. But, but, but he, needs, he, needs, he needs those tests and he needs to face someone like Pascal. Like when Groves for Johnson... And, yep, you know, good, guy good comparison, yep. Yeah, teak, teak tough, all that horrible kind of cliched stuff, who'd been yep. in there with the best, who beat some of the best fighters, but yep. was a little bit over the hill when Groves proved it. That, that's, the, that's the test we want to see from Boazzi now, and, and then we'll see whether he's, he's, he's anywhere near, near the elite level in that division. And it's a shame for him to some degree that it's such a deep division because it's tough for him. But I, I think he's good enough. I hope he's good enough, and I'd love to see him go out and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, moving, you know, on to like, like you did so effortlessly, like I said, bag of washing, mate, you could do a podcast about bag of washing um, as moving on to, you know, Anthony Yard and Sergei Kovalev. It's in Russia next week. Um, you said you think Yard will probably get stopped. I look, I, I, I love Yard for doing this. Yep. 
because there is no... Look, there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. But you mm. say that, and it's a horrible cliche, but there, there is, you can lose your faculties in a fight like this. It's dangerous. Yeah. Kovalev is a, a horrible fighter and has only really been truly exposed by the very best who do it. Yep. And, you know, the, you know, you think about the Andre Ward fight. There was times in that that Kovalev had the upper hand, the two fights. The Kovalev had the upper Especially hand. Especially in the first fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know the, the right fighter won in the end because he's you know, levels above. But this is, this is a massive leap. And, and like, I, I wouldn't ever imagine Hearn putting one of his fighters in, in a fight like this. And, you know, yeah. you have to say props for Warren and Yard for taking it. Because um, if he goes over there and knocks Kovalev out in four or five rounds, everybody in the boxing world will be talking about Anthony Yard. If he goes out there and does a spirited performance and, and probably gets stopped by the ref in the latter rounds, which I think might yeah. happen, he still comes away with credit because he went and had the bollocks to do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I, I think... It's a huge leap in quality. And if you have a look at Anthony Yard's record, it is not good at all. There is no one on there. There's no Chilemba or Pascal that we were just talking about. There's no, this is, you know, he's going from like bingo hall level to the top level. Yes, Kovalev's had a couple of losses. The loss to Alvarez, the, the two losses to Andre Ward. But in the last fight, if we're judging a fighter on his previous fight, you know, against Alvarez, he boxed really well. Yeah. He completely outboxed Alvarez. Um, he's got Buddy McGirt as his trainer now, who was Arturo Gatti's trainer all those years ago. He's the guy that's good at training boxer punches, and that's exactly what Sergo Kovalev is. I think I agree with you. I think he's going to. I think he's just going to keep Yard on the end of his jab. He's going to hit him with right hands. He's going to move him around. Um, I don't. I would. I would love to see. I want Yard to win. Or you know, I would love to see him win. Lines in the camp and all that. I think it'd be great. And like you said, it would make him a star overnight. But I think this is just too soon. He's not been prepared properly to meet a guy as polished and as good as Sergei Kovalev is. Unless Sergei Kovalev is, you know, has let things go in camp. There were some rumours about him getting kicked off a plane the other day for groping uh, air stewardesses and stuff like that. There was a story about that that came out. Yeah, they, love that over there. they love it. It's their culture, isn't it? Yeah. If they, if they... <laughs> Didn't know. Pulev grope that bird, did he? That was the thing. Yeah, Kovalev, like, like groping air hostesses and trying to kiss her and stuff. And yeah, Pulev was at it as well. The, you know, but, you know, he's Bulgarian, but, you know, he was at it with the, Mate, with the press it's lady. Not the, and... It's all Eastern, you know, European. Like they're, they're, they're all the same. They're all, all the same. We're all like <laughs> drug, drug, lager drinking... Um, like yeah. louts and eating fish and chips and, and, and they like groping women. Yeah, yeah. This is facts. This is actual facts. Um, uh, yeah, look, like, yeah like, like I said, nothing to lose, everything to gain, fair play to him to going out there. But yeah. to underline something here, I'm a massive Spurs fan. Yeah. And the minute I saw him training in an Arsenal shirt, yeah. means that any support that I might have had for him goes completely out the window. And I hope yeah. Kovalev finishes him in two rounds. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret that both of us are Spurs fans. Um, but I, I'm a little bit different. I, you know, as hate I hate Arsenal as much as the ne- as as the next Spurs fan. But I'm I, I can separate it. I liked Audley Harrison. Um, I love Danny Williams. They were both Arsenal fans. I like to separate it, and I really like those two guys, despite their poor choice in football teams. And the same here, Frank Yard. 
yes, I'm upset that he was wearing that shirt and he was training in that kit, but I still wouldn't mind him winning nah, because man, I think in it, terms I, of I think... boxing, the story is incredible, man. He, like if yeah. you to go in there and imagine the atmosphere, like you think the you think like Leeds is a hostile environment for an away fighter when he's fighting yeah. Warrington. Imagine the kind of the kind of in, instilled alleged racism that's going to be kind of you know the, yeah. all of the atmosphere like, I'm only saying this because of Kovalev's comments in the past about Adonis Stevenson and the yeah. shirt he's worn if he's, and Pascal about Pascal I'm, I'm sorry as well no both of them it's both of them right right and and, and um, you know if he believes that even if he's come out and said oh, I apologise didn't mean anything by it his supporters there are going to be of cut from the same cloth and be fueled by that as well so if a, a mixed race man from London goes up there and dishes wallops to a fan base that probably is a little bit racist, then yeah. not only is it a great story for boxing, but it's a great story for human beings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I, I'd love for Anthony Yard to win. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, I'm really, really hoping that he does win. And it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight. It's come around so quick. It's not been, it's not been as perhaps promoted as well as it should be. And I've not seen any press conferences or anything. Have they even met? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they'll probably meet the press conference before, you know, the Thursday before the fight. I, I don't think they have met. I've not seen any pictures, you know, not seen any video of them at all. What it might be, mate, is that from their perspective, they this is a nothing fight for them. You know, like... Yeah, Cox, because... Go on. Just because you've actually reminded me, Kovalev, by all reports, wants the Canelo fight. Yes. So if he gets this out the way, then he's the... the talk is that he's going to fight Canelo in November well I, they, they definitely just see this as a rebound fight you know three losses is it three in his last four well he's coming off a win Kovalev he, he beat Alvarez in his last fight and he looked good doing it so, so, so he lost to he lost to um, he, he lost to Ward twice then he lost to Al. He, he won two he won two fights won a belt then lost to Alvarez uh, and then and then won against Alvarez and he's now in against Yard so, three, so three he's of, lost three of his last six Three of his last six, right? Okay, so you know yeah. that you know at that level is probably not that bad. To be fair, you know it, it does happen. And and um, he's thirty-five. He's on the way out. He's on the way out. Oh. You know, Kovalev. He's thirty-five years old. He's lost three of his last six. This is a good time to catch him for yard. Um, <laughs> and can, that's probably why Canelo, Canelo's looking at him as well. You know, Canelo's not looking at Vosdick. He's he's not looking at those guys. Yeah. He's looking at you. Chuckling about Vosdick again. You yeah. just chuckled then, I heard you. You you did it last time, you started chuckling when I said Vosdek. But that's his name, what do you want me to do? But, um, yeah. You know, he's not looking at Vosdek, he's looking at Kovalev because he's 35 years old. Canelo's a smart guy. Yeah, and mad, uh, mad money to be made there as well. And in, and to be fair to Canelo, is if he's going to move up to fight at light heavy, then yeah. a kind of semi kind of washed up uh, yeah. uh, fighter who, who like, has lost three of his last six, and 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 what his latest victory is against an unknown novice, by comparison, in mm. Anthony Yard, would be a really good fight, big money fight for Canelo Alvarez. And and Canelo is barely a super middleweight, let alone a light heavyweight. He is he's not even really a super middleweight. He's got T Rex arms. He's five foot seven, five yeah. foot eight. Yeah, he's not a super middleweight. No. You know, he's he is a middleweight. That's what he is. So for him to go up to light heavy. It's pretty throwback, to be honest. It's the kind of thing that these the, the Sugar Ray Robinson did. I love back it. In the day. I fucking love it. You know, 
it is. It's old school. It's old school. I like it. And he's 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 a he's a he's a great fighter. And, and you know he's had his fair share of midgets that he's fought. Yeah. But and and, he, and he's damaged one the ones that he has fought. So yep. now now it's time to step on. We talked about it in the last fight. It's like he he can line up six huge fighters. To line yeah, he could, yeah. And go up to Cruiser yeah. as an yeah. absolute midget. But because yeah. he's he's a great fighter and he can get that beef out there again that help him on his way. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, he'll get what he needs in order to make the weight. Do you have any interest in, in Canelo Golovkin free? I have interest in it because it's they both of them are really good fights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I like I like watching good boxing. So, yeah, I, I'd watch it again. But I'm not fascinated. Absolutely. I'm not fascinated by it. You know, I, I wouldn't yeah. probably pay for it. But I, I'd definitely be. You know, I'm I'm as interested uh, by that as I as I would be by Joshua Ruiz too. Uh, you know, you know, I I'm interested by it because I love boxing. But I can understand by someone who's kind of on the peripheries of the boxing. Um, community or, or interest in the sport to think, oh, maybe I won't watch that. I understand it because we've seen it and it's only going to yeah. go one way. But well, it's always going. I feel like it's always going to go the distance. It's always going to. I don't think either of them are going to get stopped. They've both proven how tough they are and how good chins they have. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same fight again. It'll be close, and Canelo will get the decision. He may win it a little bit more comfortably because Golovkin's pushing thirty-eight now. Yeah. So I, I don't really. I want to see Golovkin move up. I want to see him. He's a really hard puncher. He's a fantastic boxer. He's got a good jab. I'd love to see him move up to super middleweight and try to dominate super middleweight because I think. That and heavyweight are the worst divisions in the sport for quality. Yeah, I think the they're both. I'd say at world level, super middleweight is probably the worst division in the sport. Yeah, it's poor. Uh, if you look at the who the champions are, I think it's the poorest division, and I think, I think it'd be good for Golovkin's legacy for him to go up and dominate another. Do you know? It, it, I don't it, think if Canelo came out and said, "I'll fight, I'll fight Golovkin again, and I'll fight yep. it in Kazakhstan." Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. that? Then you say, yeah. fair play, Canelo, go and give it to him. Go and get that result in Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> other than, other yeah, than that, if I, he I, did that, I'm not bothered. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not either. Yeah. Um, how long have we been going for, mate? Uh, I think we've been going for about 45 minutes. No, 50, fuck, 52 minutes. We've been going ages. Oh, okay. Uh, you wanted to talk about um, how much how, how much you you hate women's boxing? They have no place in the ring. But we'll probably just leave it here, <laughs> mate. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Press the stop button now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.